Good morning. Ready to do a podcast. I had my mute button set. So no, that was that was my fault this time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I see I was taking the fall. So no, that's all right. I'll I'll own it when I screw up. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's kind of a brisk morning up here. It was 29 degrees. Oh, well, well, that's not as cold as it was, you know, two weeks ago. It hit 22 when I was there. Yeah, it, but it's, it's cool, though. It's cool. It's a, it's a little cool down here in L.A., um, believe it or not. I had a fire going last night because um, I'm over 30 days into still not having a working air conditioner or heater. So. Oh, dang. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Once it gets below 72, boom, you guys shiver down there. You know? <laughs> Believe wow. it or not, it was colder in my house yesterday than it was outside. Really? You guys yep. probably saw you probably saw a cloud and was like, holy shit, there's a storm coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about the 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 part is supposed has already arrived, and I have an appointment for Friday for them to come out and actually do the work. Wow. That's pretty that's well, it's our modern day world, right? You know, that's, everything. That's right. They actually look. told me they had to order a second part because they don't know what happened to the first one. Wow. Un <laughs> unreal. So, yeah. It, it, well, you know, and so, you know, it, it's funny because I, I haven't talked about this in a long time. You know, <clears throat> Diane and I have been together almost 26 years, right? And people ask, you know, how'd you make it? And uh, without her killing, killing me, you know, um, or, or vice versa, you know. And, and I was sitting there this morning and, uh, you know, we're ultra competitive. This has nothing to do with shit, by the way, but it just came to my mind because um, longevity is, is, you know, we're competitive with one another, um, not in a negative way, but engagement wise, as we talk about engagement, usually when one of us engages in something, the other one isn't far behind is we've always shared passions. And I just thought it was funny that here, you know, I was thinking about this is that she didn't feel very good yesterday. One of our horses possibly had a problem. She's running stuff out to me just to make sure the horse is okay. But, you know, we're both engaged in each other and it starts with, you know, relationships. I don't, I don't know why I went off on that this early, but we're going to, we're going to jump into the topics, but okay. So that's, that's a, right. land, that's a land cruiser on your shirt. Is that that's what that a land is? cruiser? Yeah. I got to sit further back or something. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, I don't, you know, I don't know what year it is. Is it late seventies, early eighties, something like that. Let me tell you, I had a I had a uh, a real good friend of mine on search and rescue, and Bob built up these Land Cruisers. He's a huge Land Cruiser fan. It's pretty amazing vehicles. Uh, oh yeah. The first time, you know, I mean, the original the original FJs, right? You know, I, I mean, look how valuable those things are now. But now you got the big full size wagons that are getting there. But you know, Bob Buchanan is his name. Good good friend of mine. Um, one of my mentors in search and rescue back in the day, but. Man, he oh he always got ragged on because the the vehicles back then were the K five Blazers and you know Jeeps and stuff like that, and he would put some money in these things, and those things were just undestructible. I mean, he, they'd go anywhere, and uh, they're cool vehicles. Plus, we'd be out in the desert; everybody else is hot, and he'd have air conditioning. Well, I don't remember I don't remember the exact numbers, but Land Cruisers are actually built to a longevity spec that is higher than any other vehicle. Really. So um, I want to say it was like 40 years or something to have like a, a service life of that long compared to, yeah. you know, the crap they put out these days. You know, another vehicle a lot of people don't think about. They think about how wasteful the H1 Hummer is, this, you know, the civilian version of it. That car, most of them, um, I bet you we see them around 
why wouldn't they last 50, 60, 70 years? You know, oh, yeah. there's not, it's that car, that, that vehicle is just, you know, I owned one and big fan of it. Okay. So we, we've, we've uh, got the shirt done. So last, uh, last week um, we had, we had a busy Saturday. Yeah, we had, um, we had seven different training classes going all at the same time nationwide last week. Uh, where were they? Let's see. They were in uh, Auburn, Indiana, um, Long Branch, New Jersey, Melbourne, Florida, Buford, Georgia, San Antonio, Texas, Scottsdale, Arizona, and Big Bear, California. Auburn, Indiana. Yep. And so, um, yeah, over 60 students came and trained with us between all the locations. Pretty cool. And, uh, you know, all everything looks like everything was a pretty good time and people learned a lot of stuff. Yeah, we had it. We had a, you know, speaking from our own experience, we had a great group of, of, of guys and uh, no females this time. Um, usually we get one or two females in there. It was, it was an old testosterone group this, this, this month. So now we won't have another one of those until spring. We kind of put them off during the winter time and, you know, kind of get through winter and we'll start them back up in spring. So, and then next week, next Thursday night is a lot of people, you know, SEMA, SEMA has completely changed, right? Um, so we decided as a group just not to, to go. Um, and, but we're having, we've always had our main event, uh, which is where the mafia gets together and, uh, comes together and we, we talk business and, uh, do a lot of our business and give out some awards and it's Saturday following SEMA. So this next weekend, we, uh, we decided to go ahead and host it. Diane and I said, well, we'll host it at the shop. Uh, those that feel comfortable coming and we really thought, well, you know, my goal was, I said, Chris, you know, I really think we could get 75 thinking in my mind, we'd probably get 30 or 40 and shit. We're, we're up over 90. Um, yeah. So, and we've got a technical day on Friday, which is going to be really fun because we're going to be doing some work on RVs and uh, scratch repair, rock chip repair, windshield repair, efficient, uh, not, not normal efficiency, simple items to add to your menu that make a hundred bucks plus an hour pretty easily uh, in almost any market. So we're going to be showing all these, these things uh, and getting engaged, having some good meals. And uh, we've been busy putting all that together. Porta potties coming and caterers coming and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a good yep. time. Then on Saturday night, next Saturday night, we're having dinner with the whole group here in the shop and uh, we're having a pajama party. So it's a pajama themed and you know, it's uh, going to be fun. I can't wait to see a few of the outfits that show up with, uh, you know, guys like Mike Smith. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. I know some other interesting ones too. Do you? Oh yeah. It, yeah. it should be. It should be a good time. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Well, let's uh, see where it goes. So today's topic is engage at all fronts, and I got to give credit where credits due is. We have a whole list of hundreds of topics that 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 Chris and I'd like to talk talk about. So I was going over and this one really stood out to me and I went to go adjust the notes and Chris nailed this. I mean, there's some side notes I put on it this morning. So this is a lot of Chris's input. Um, and, he, and he's really, this is how easy, how good we flow and how we've engaged each other. So uh, kudos to you, dude. Here yeah. You well, you know, it's uh, I get a little bit of help from, the internet sometimes and stuff like that, but okay. it's still doing. Hey, you know what? First off, you want somebody pays you a compliment like that, just accept it and say, you know, worked hard on her. Any, you know, it's but I got your flow down, dude. I know what you like to cover, 
You know, don't tell the other parts. Oh, it took took me like six hours yesterday to prepare. There for you this. go. See, ancient Chinese secret. You got to go back. I I scrolled back through the the ancient times, you know, dialogues for the last six months, you know, and looked at things. So, so let's talk about engaging at all levels. And and the notes I put in is something I want to get to very first is engage the future, engage the now, and engage your dreams. Um, allow forward thinking so many people when they engage they engage without thinking about what it's going to cost you today and what it's going to cost you in the future to either a not work effect effectively and efficiently uh, or b not to kind of allow yourself to dream a little bit you know is that you've got to live for today don't freak out about tomorrow live for today it's the presence why they call it a presence all wrapped real pretty all that stuff right but it is is you've got to live for today, but you got to plan for tomorrow. And you've got to allow yourself to take and think big. Now, thinking big, a lot of people, when I say that, they think, <clears throat> well, you know what? I don't want to get big. Or a lot of people do. I mean, I've been on both spectrums, right? And and that's for you to decide. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take and steer your dreams. All I can tell you is there's a cause and effect to everything you do. And so when you engage thought, which is a lot of people don't take and they don't copy down their thoughts they don't write their thoughts down they don't track their thoughts they don't they don't project their thoughts they don't they don't take and allow their thoughts to become reality as they get caught up in the day uh, and they get caught up in smallness now what I mean by that is not a small business is that you get caught up on not charging enough you get caught up on working too many hours uh, for too little money You've got to engage yourself. Listen, the first thing you want to do is ask yourself, how did today go? Did I engage it correctly? And what could I do to change it? If everything went the way you want and you made you made the money you wanted, you worked the hours you wanted, is that whatever you did that day, go back and analyze it. So many people don't do that. They don't engage the day. And so that's what I wanted to start out with. Now, on the opposite side, if the day went kind of shitty and your income wasn't there, well, what's that telling you? Is that, you know, we've I've been into off-roading most of my life, whether it be on a dirt bike or a, a you know a truck or jeeps or whatever it may be. Is that when we went down a trail? There's trails. I remember being on one when we first got our jeep, and we went out with a bunch of our friends. And I remember my son and I uh, happened to stand on the back corner of our jeep so it wouldn't flip over, you know. And we just had this was uh, over a decade ago. We'd had some really heavy rains and the trenches developed on this trail were just insane. We barely got through it. There's times where we thought we're not sure if we're going to be able to get out of here, you know, because it was so bad. We noted that trail. We didn't go back down that trail for a long time because it was just too rough. You got to look at business the same way. There's good trails and bad trails and you got to note every day and kind of track what's going on. So let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about the engagement at all fronts. Engage with your clients. You know, your clients will make you or break you. There's clients that don't want to engage. And that's cool. We had a lot of great clients that weren't very personable. Is that we didn't get a lot of referrals or any referrals from them, uh, but they're consistent and they and we knew not to bother them, kind of. But they're on the opposite side, we had very emotional customers that we engaged heavily in. We became friends. We became close. We weren't afraid of that. Um, we would take and engage them, and we'd engage their lives. They engaged ours. We became close. Is engage your staff. How much do you know about your staff? 
You know, know yeah. when they're overworked and they need to take those weekends that we've been talking about for months when they need to, and they haven't, you know, is <laughs> I don't is, know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that, you know, know when their kids know what they do, you know, we, we, we know the stresses that Chris's family's underneath. He's got two, you know, two kids that are going to school. He's got a, a wife that's a school teacher. Um, you know, it, it's that there's, there's, we engage at that level to know their lives and their struggles and their triumphs and their victories. But you've got to engage your staff. No, no, your staff. Now, a lot of people ask me, hey, are you friends with your staff? I'm friendly with my staff. And I'm talking not Chris because we're different, you know. <laughs> well, we are because it's a different thing. I'm talking about when I work shops is that I was always very friendly with my staff. And I want to be close to them. I joke around with them. I have a good time. But they knew there was a line that could be crossed if that, that makes make sense. And yeah. so, you know, we always manage it to that way. Um, one of the biggest things is engage your community. Everybody looks at their market as a pool of customers, and it really is. But really what it is is a pool of opportunity for you to volunteer and make a difference. And when you volunteer and make a difference, is there's it's going to make a difference in your life. A, it really feels good to volunteer and go do things. And then B, is that it, it has its way, the whole karma thing, is it comes back. When you're helping your community, it feels good. It is right. The whole country is built on volunteerism. But you know what? It's the right thing to do. And a lot of good comes of those things. Is there's things in your community that needs to be done. There's things in your community that people are in need of. There's things in your community that they might need what you've got. Um, there's things in your community. And believe it or not, they, a lot of organizations don't need your money as much as they need your time is they've got some big donors helping them, but they don't have worker bees down there helping them uh, food banks or different uh, things, Salvation Army, search and rescue teams. You know, yep. um, a lot of people complain about cops these days. Go, go, go through the academy, become a reserve, uh, volunteer as a police officer and for community policing, believe it or not. Uh, Citizens Patrol, all these, there's a ton of things. Uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary, there's just, there's a million things that you can go out and do to engage your community. And I'm going to tell you, most people, most entrepreneurs don't do that. And, and I just see that as, man, it's, it's been such a big part of my career and what I've done. And, you know, has it helped my business? Absolutely. But more so, it's made me feel good about myself, about putting back into the community. Listen, you're taking, you're taking withdrawals out of the community nonstop. you got to put some deposits back in. And then engage your, your, your industry is a lot of people, when they look at organizations like the IDA, well, what, what will it do for, for, for me? Well, what can you do for it? What can you do for your industry? You're making a living or you want to make a living from the industry you're in. So how can you make it better? How can you help to take and raise up all detailers to where they charge appropriately, where they work appropriately, where they do work appropriately, where they seek value and knowledge and experiences? Is that help build your industry by being a part of that building? You can be brand new. There's so many different things. There's so many different committees. There's so many fresh ideas that we need. And I'll tell you the reason why this isn't even the same industry as it was 10 years ago, not even close to being the same industry as it was 10 years ago. And a lot of what's changed is mentalities and, you know, coatings and profitability. There's a lot, there's, there's things right there is most detailers were not engaging in profits. Most detailers were struggling. Coatings really changed it. Therefore, really what changed it was paint correction. Um, but, you know, this next weekend, we're even showing a way with coatings that we figured out a high profit margin service without paint correction, but using coatings. 
And so we share that. Everything's constantly evolving, but it took a lot of engagement. What a lot of people don't know is there's been a lot of people in the background, um, probably a couple hundred people that have really took and helped stand this industry up to a new level that you wouldn't believe. Uh, there's a lot of brands out there that have, that have helped stand this industry up to a new level that you wouldn't believe. Some of you that are newer, if you came in under 10 years ago, you, you've, you've been part of the change. You haven't really seen it. For those that are past that, we've, we've witnessed that change and we've seen the brands and the people that have helped make those changes possible. You know, uh, and, and even if, even, even if the IDA isn't something that's, you know, you find value in or you don't find value in it yet for whatever reason, you can still engage with the industry and make a positive impact. And, you know, you can, yeah. you can still be a, a, a mentor to others. You can, you can just have, be a positive, you know, role model to other younger detailers too. You know, some of the, the early days as go back almost 20 years ago is us, a group of us hanging out at mobile tech down in Florida and, and that, that core group, so many people have gone on to be, um, they've, they've been, they've, they've been, they've steered the industry, that, that core group. Cause there's so few of us that went to events back then, you know, there, there was, there was hardly anybody, Chris. So it's a great, it's a great point. You don't, you know, while I encourage you to first, a lot of people will say, you know, well, why do I don't give my hard earned money? I agree, man. I understand sympathy for those that are just starting out or really struggling. I remember those days um, looking back and I know this is going to make sense to a lot of you that are in that position. Those were really cool days. Yeah. I look back at my career is those are the days that I fed my mind and those struggle days, believe it or not, at some point, if you do it right and you listen and, 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 and you engage and you have longevity to you, you're going to look back not that I'd want to go back there, but I appreciate those days because that was the foundation. Without those struggles, without those lessons, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I couldn't be where I'm at, but I learned from them. Some people don't learn. You know, some people won't, they won't gauge the, uh, the big old huge, you know, uh, thing we call a brain uh, in your head. They won't gauge that too well, and they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And so you, you, you engaging the industry can come in many different ways and, you know, going to events, going to getting certified, going in, these events are unbelievable open houses. I mean, there's, there's a lot of manufacturers and suppliers that offer these open houses. And I'll tell you the, the relationships built at these events are deep. You know, it was, it was unreal on Saturday is at the end of the day, we'd had a long day. How many, how many hours did we work that day? 10 hours? Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, it was a little long. At the very end, I don't, I don't know what it was, you know, um, but I gave a, a challenge to, I'd, I'd felt the presence of my mom around. I just was missing my mom, I guess, for a couple of days. And so I said, hey, you know, the other thing is, if you guys have got a mom, you know, go home and, and, and call her on the way home uh, or go hug her this weekend. Just tell her that you love her. And one of the guys in the group really got teary-eyed. And he too had lost his mom. And I mean, was that meant to be? Who knows? But both of us saying that you could see some of the younger people were going, oh shit, because they just don't, I mean, that's a whole different level of engaging the industry is that sitting around with people that are older than you and younger than you, because both of us need each other. Yep. And 
to take that youth that was in this class, you know, and I feed off that youth, man. I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love seeing these young people, these sponges, you know, and, and they're so on fire and, 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 and even the older people, but the younger people, it just, it really gets me. And then seeing them cross over, you know, and, and, and young and old come together, mature and, and, you know, wise and, and, and youth coming together. It was pretty cool. Um, well, you know, going, going back, you know, it's kind of a, a sub bullet point to engaging with the industry. You know, I've, I've kind of gone down this road before, but engage with the companies that engage with our industry as well. You know, I think, I think that's really important. You know, there's, you can, you can see it. It's really clear that there's companies out there that are there just to get into your wallet. And then there's companies that, you know, they want you to be their customer. They're there to make a profit, but they also understand the importance of growing this industry and making sure that it succeeds and making sure that you succeed, you know, and there's a big difference. Well, and, and also the value, I want to say that right now, as I was reading on another company and we get the same thing too with, with PNS and double black is that, you know, Oh my God, you guys charge for these trainings. Well, you know, our time's valuable too. So you guys, you know, detailers are the first to want to make big money, but they're the first ones to be a little chintzy, you know? And listen, if you're not willing to put into yourself is that, these classes we host, you know, I can talk from all, and there's a lot of great manufacturers out there that put these classes on and it is for a fee. But if you look at what you get, if you open your ears and shut your mouth is we always tell people is we allow you, we give, we, we take in, we will give you information that's going to allow you to take in. We make the suggestions on all this knowledge and then you're going to make the decision to use it. And listen, if you get engaged with these different companies and you go out to their, their events and you, you take and invest in your education, is they're giving you opportunity to learn. It's your decision to use it. And so you, nobody's going to guarantee your success but you. you. You are your destiny. You are your engagement level. And I can tell you, and, and, and it's funny to see how people think engagement levels are, is that you know, when I sit down, if somebody starts talking, there's always going to be two things in common. There's going to be this in my hand and a pad of paper in front of me. Is I'm constantly, even on today, you can see handwritten notes on this. Is that I can hear somebody that is 20 years old that's speaking about their experiences as an entrepreneur for the last year. And I'm going to gain something out of that. You know how? I've, I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, you know. How almost forty, almost forty years is that? It's unreal. I got to do the math of of when we actually opened up Spectrum. When I opened up Spectrum Detailing, but it's getting close to that forty year mark. You know now, how can I learn from a rookie, a person that just because they just went through it and their experience was different than me, and I want to learn that not just for myself, but I want to learn that for tribal knowledge to the people I can influence to help them out. Yep. And so there's so many levels, Chris, right, to engage people in the industry. And we see it, you know, we've got a we we've got just this amazing front row seat. I mean, just front row seat to see people succeeding. And we've got this amazing front row seat to see somebody that is an attorney that started out just detailing their cars because they enjoy detailing their cars that are leaving careers that they necessarily do not enjoy anymore that they worked hard to get there, but you know what? They want something they're passionate about. And a lot of us that are successful in detailing 
we we've kind of forgot that original reason of passion and and how lucky we are to do something every day that some people do we, we do it for a living and some people would die to do what we do now it wasn't always like this but it is now hmm. so engage your family is your family needs to kind of know where you're going what's going on with you why you're working these long hours also be held accountable by your family is that if they need you and you you're not there and you keep missing events and you keep missing games and you keep missing you know different things that's okay on a limited basis but if you're making a habit of it your family needs to be close enough to you to kind of say hey man you know you're kind of screwing the pooch here you know is that they need to understand why you're doing it the reasons you're doing it where you're doing it where you're going with it and then also they need to have the freedom to say when you're doing it too much and come back and tell you to hey put the i never put the brakes on but i'd pull off the accelerator jump out of the car for a bit go do some stuff and then jump right back into the driver's seat again you know it's a mad dash it's kind of like the if you watch the baja switches when the crews would switch around and stuff come in for a break you know same exact <laughs> thing and so online and offline engagement so many people right now are online focused they're hyper focused on online but yet they don't do hardly anything offline meaning they're not engaged at the local level uh they're not engaged at you know and that brings up another topic is so many people i'm going to say i can't i can't imagine how many notes we get combined all of us on asking about sponsorships you know of detailers wanting to be sponsored and first off what's your value what do you bring to it how many followers do you have uh, second off why are you worrying about that products are the one of the cheapest part of your detailing business believe it or not your time is the most expensive and just the fact that you're taking and writing a letter like that whether you deserve it or not but here i can already tell you if the companies come aren't coming to you for sponsorship is you're probably not worthy of it yet and and some of you're going to get mad at that well you know what I, i'm sponsored i have been for 20 something years um i didn't i never approached anybody about it i let them approach me i made myself valuable and so that's another part of engagement is is it yeah i mean i didn't i didn't start out wanting to be sponsored or having a a, a brand or uh that wasn't my goal my, that all grew that was my engagement in the future um, I took one step at a time and mastered one market at a time. Then once I got a market going, guess what? I expanded into other markets. Is that I was I realized what I was and what I wasn't, and I engaged in that. I was a detailer. And so, but but by 2005, somewhere right in there, is that it all changed. Everything was changing. 2004 it was evident. But you know, when I got involved with Shell Oil, is that I still ran a detailing company, but I had to do one of the hardest things of my entire career, and that was delegate work to other people because I was an artist. You know, I nobody could do it like I could. I had I truly had that mentality. Well, all of a sudden I was faced with a, a, a little bit of a, a, a challenge is that I'm now sponsored. I got to go to these events and I got a ton of work to do and I got to let my guy do it. And you know what? It was liberating, uh, scary and liberating. So that goes back to engaging your staff, engaging your industry. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, kind of back to online versus offline engagement, you know, here, here in LA, there's a lot of car stuff going on, right? And I'm, 
I'm engaged in it pretty well. I don't go to as much stuff as I used to or would like to sometimes, but I follow a lot of people on social media. And so I have that engagement there. But whenever I go to an event, if I see somebody that I recognize from social media, I do try and introduce myself to them. And, um, you know, it's you, you get out of your comfort zone or you have to get out of your comfort zone to do that. And one of the ways I overcame that was I went to an event once and Jay Leno was there. And so I introduced myself to Jay Leno. And uh, if you could introduce yourself to a guy like Jay Leno, you can do it to anybody else. You know, That's exactly it. Hey, those those guys are no different than any of us, you know, and and it always cracks me up when they you know, I remember when the, the Tuttles remember Orange County Chopper. Uh, yeah. In the show. And I, I remember them walking through SEMA like they're gods and not giving anybody, you know, two, 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 two seconds. Uh, and it, that always bothered me because it's like, hey, dude, you started out as a nothing, you know, you're a motorcycle builder, which is cool. I mean, not just like us. We're detailers. Who cares? But to, to take and have an entourage around where, you know, you wouldn't even engage somebody just that just that just cracks me up because at some point that that shining star that you think you are is going to fade, you know, um, and, and and you bring up a great point is 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 is. I'm not even really about meeting stars, so to say, but taking and knowing people. And if you can't get a photo with them uh, or even a conversation, have somebody snap it as you're talking to them, because what that does is it validates you. And it go it goes back to it, it, it engaging your community, engage with your industry, um, because what it does is if you're sitting there with somebody that's notable is that it shows that you're at those events and engaged. And I, you know, I love going to these events and seeing all these people from all these different walks of life within detailing and, and talking shop with them. And, and don't forget is that as you get more popular or you get more successes, everybody who's new, including you at one point, is that go back and take yourself back to that, that new spot and, and be able to relate with people that are new and give them some pointers. It's not, it's not going to cost you anything but a little time. And I guarantee you at some point somebody spent that time with you. And if they didn't, well, guess what? You weren't engaged. You needed to get engaged because engagement is offline. Is To me, offline engagement is actually more important than online. Online is easy. You can actually go in and, and engage online in seconds a day. But you got to build relationships and engage offline that takes some time to cultivate those relationships and friendships. And so it takes some time. So that's probably out of all of this, one of the, the family part of it, and then the offline with relationships, you know, is probably one of the most important aspects that we've got along with allowing yourself to, to have forward, forward leaning thoughts, you know, instead of back leaning thoughts. So much of us is that we're, we're on our heels. Ooh, should I do that? No, be on your, be on the balls of your feet. You know, is when I ski, is you anybody anytime you see somebody leaning back, man, when you ski, is my kids, I remember I'm an aggressive skier. And and I get on the balls of my feet and I and I tell I used to tell them, attack the mountain, attack the mountain. Is you want to actually go attack the spot below you. You you want to run into that as hard as you can. And they'd say, What the heck? You know, is you can control it. And actually, as I get older, I've had to learn to ski with more style because it's 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 easier that way. I ski with less effort today than I did 20 years ago because 20 years ago, I simply attacked because it was fun. It was hardcore. Today, I dance with the mountain. 
is that I, I use the mountain and, and, and my momentum to both speed me up and slow me down. Is that mountain, I can turn back uphill going 60. I can turn back uphill and, and decrease the amount of work it takes on my legs and then turn it right back down in and, and increase speed again. It's magical. Business is the same way. You're going to learn to dance, but you've got to engage to do that. And you got to learn. So create great experiences. Is that, boy, Chris, do we talk a lot about this in training about, mm -hmm. you know, detailing is a Broadway production. And, you know, with software these days, you know, is there's, I'm not even going to name them all because there's so many great softwares out there. There really is. But I'll tell you is there's a few tools that in products I would not go without. I would not go without a steamer, a polisher, or coatings, or software. Yep. Nothing or vacuum. You have to have a vacuum. Now think about everything I just left out. Is that look at man? I I I haven't said this in a while. This was my trademark back starting 20, 25 years ago. Give me a can of turtle wax and some armor all. I'll make a car look pretty damn good. <laughs> and, and, and the reason I say that is because the detailer makes the products, not the products make the detailer. Now we do live in an era where boy, the products sure do make us look good, you know, yeah. and it makes it a lot easier. But my point is, is that you can give me mediocre products and I'll still make the car look good. As far as the clients there, I can make a lot of money off of that. You know, I really could. What I really want those, I were, when I was out with customers, I really wanted to take, we had an open shop and I had an open mobile. That means that I wanted the people coming in to check on their vehicles or coming down to talk to me as much as possible. Now, I hear a lot of detailers complain about their customers coming down. I just learned to work and listen as I keep going. And you know what? They'd sit there and they'd chat. It also shortened down the chats a little bit. But what I wanted to do was build a relationship up. I wanted to engage with those customers because those very customers would, would be my future. That was my forward leaning is those customers would be telling others about me. Those customers would be the loyal ones. Those customers would be the ones when we slowed down, we had an economic slowdown that that would reach out to me and say, Hey, how's there, How's business? We want to give you a little business. You know, what a compliment when somebody calls me up and says, Hey, how you guys doing? You guys good? You know, we wanted to make sure that you guys are nice and busy. We want to do our part to, to help local businesses. And, you know, during COVID, a lot of us did that, right? A lot of us, Helped out with restaurants, you know, by 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 dining out, so to say, by picking up and taking out, is we we would try a, a, a one or two restaurants a week to support that way. There are people that are forward thinking that way, and when you build a relationship up with them, you're going to be on their top of the mind to make sure that they help out. So that's another offline engagement. So, but with engage with 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 this experience, creating experience, is it's not just a a workable relationship with the customer you're gaining. How is your presentation? How is your setup? How neat are you? How organized are you? How cool is your shit? How cool is your tools? You know, do you have a bunch of crap that they can go down to Home Depot and get? Mm. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not conversation starters. If they go over and say, "What kind of vacuum is this?" That's what you want people to say. Wow, what is this? What is this? What is this? That's engagement, and that's setting up an experience. Also, the before the sale. And then after the sale, how are you following up with those individuals? Are you making them feel good? Are you following up to see how you did? Are you following up to say hello? Are you polite? Are you giving reminders? 
How tech savvy are you? Are you over? I think there's too many people that are over tech savvy. Is all they do is it's it's everything's a robot. Is that they've lost the the contact with people in a simple follow up phone call. You know, just a simple follow up phone call is so hugely important. Well, you know, you're you know you're not just selling these people a detail or a coding, right? You are selling them an experience. Absolutely. And the 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 more you can give them as part of that experience in a positive way, from the first phone call all the way to that last thank you card, is going to show them. You know, it's going to provide more value to them, and the more value they see, the happier they're going to be with you. You know, I'll tell you, I shared this story, and it was ironic in one of the trainings is that my daughter and I have a, there's not many sizzlers left in the world, restaurants, not Diane's favorite restaurant, but Darren and I, my youngest daughter and I, whenever Diane wasn't with us, we'd go to sizzler. That was kind of our thing. Right. So I, right before training started, um, Darren and I went, Diane was back helping our daughter with our, our new little grand grandbaby, my little frog. That's what I call her. I don't know if you knew that or not. I got no, yeah, it was my frog. She brings her little legs up underneath her like a frog, so I call her my little frog. Uh, but Kaya, she, she's something else. Uh, I got a, I got a Facetime with her today. But um, you know, it it we the 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 wait the wait the waitress walked up to us. We had never met her before. We hadn't been there in a while. And I said, uh, she says, "Good evening." And I said, "Hi, hey, how are you?" And she goes, "Well, much better now that you guys are here tonight with us. I'm glad you chose Sizzler." And I was like, what, what? I mean, she was so friendly. And I said, wow, well, that, 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 that's kind of a nice comeback. And she goes, well, seriously. She goes, I'm glad you came in. She goes, you know, what, is there anything else I can get for you? How about some cheese bread? I mean, you just need, I mean, she was just, she was so accommodating and so friendly and made you feel like she had no other people she was waiting on that night. So ironically, during the training, I was talking about her. So one of the, the guys that was here, he was. He actually found out while he was here that they're having one of their babies while they're here in Big Bear, and they went to Sizzler that night. So we we I decided to take everybody to Sizzler for dinner one night. Well, guess who waited on us? It was that same gal, and uh, we got uh, and the guys were telling her, "Oh my God, he was just telling us about you." And uh. so, so so now this last time I went in there, she walks up to me and she says, "She goes, I just got to tell you, your daughter is so amazing." The way she lights up and to be 17 and to be able to engage people like that, because that's just, that's amazing. Man, she's just greasing it. I mean, I haven't left her less than a 20, and she's not doing it for a tip. This person is, to Chris's point, she is she has created such a great experience. So I was telling her that some of our friends own an upper-end restaurant, that she should go talk to them. You know what her response was? I like regular people here. She goes, you know, I knew, these, that, I knew that was coming. She, she goes, I, I really like just the regular people that I deal with here. They're working class people. And she says, you know, I like trying to put a smile on their face and they treat me just fine. And I was like, what a great outlook. I mean, if we couldn't all just have that outlook and I'm sure there's days to where she wants to spit in people's food, you know, but you just, you're not going to know it, you know, you're not going to know it. So, um, <laughs> Meaningful conversations. What did we just talk about? Yep. I mean, I'm still talking about, I don't even re recall her name right now. I'm ashamed to say, but I think she's waited on us now three or four times. And let me tell you, I, 
we, we have engaged and went back to a restaurant that we don't go to much more because of her, because she's so friendly to deal with. And we get such outstanding opportunity or outstanding experience with her in service. And so we, we've gone back. So what's that tell you? People have a choice and most people are going to take and engage with you. If you're friendly, entertaining, and interesting is that I think, Andy Facilla said it best, didn't he? He said that normal is broke and weird is is wealthy. Wasn't it him that said that? Either either well, him or you. <laughs> maybe, it maybe it was me. I don't know. So yeah, maybe I'm getting a, another podcast screwed up. But you know, it is. I I don't like nor I, I I mean, she's not weird. She's just weird, is in the sense of that nobody gives that kind of care anymore. No nobody. That's old fashioned level of service. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Um, I guarantee you she's the highest tip earner there. I guarantee you. And you know what? My grandmother taught me old, old, old world values. So to say my mom carried on with that and it served me very well is to have those, those old, those old values. It served me very well. And I think the world's really honked up because we don't have those values anymore. I almost said it's, something it's, different. It's, it's funny that you bring something like that up. I have sitting in front of me uh, a book that I've owned for a long time. I'm going to reread. It's called Cowboy Values. There you see. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, so, you, should do. you should come up and sit on my saddle and you can go stand by my horse, you know, sit by my horse and read that book, dude. Hey, when are you going to, you're going to, you're going to come up and go riding? Do you ride horses? Uh, not really. I'm, no? I'm uh, no, I've ridden. Oh, boy, I, I it's probably been 20 years since I rode a horse. I, I can see a video coming real soon. <laughs> no, I, I don't need, I don't need to, you know, I won't bring up the experience that <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see an experience coming really soon. So, so meaningful conversations. I can't, I, I, I'm going to tell you that I have had, I've had conversations in my career that were career changing from a conversation, a first conversation, a first meeting. Bob and Dave Phillips, our first conversation. Who would have ever guessed that five, six years after we met that we'd be partners, that we'd be working and develop what we've been able to develop? Who would have ever guessed that? You and me. We're going all the way back to, to what, 2013? Who, who, yeah. would ever, who would have ever guessed that? From that, well, I, think, I, I think back to – I can still remember – being a detailing.com with you. And I think back to that and I go, how the heck did that lead to here? Right. Is because you know what? We, 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 we grew an appreciation for each other. We had conversations. Uh, I knew you were a serious mini guy, you know, detailer. And, and the things I could sense with your career is, is that you liked your career, but you had kind of had it with your career, you know, and that, that you wanted to live in the car world. And so, you know, all of that, so the other thing is, is, is engage in retention. How are you, you know, so many detailers look for new customers. You've got a great pocket of customers right there. that have already done business with you that trust you. And that retention and reuse is huge. But yet a lot of people ignore their existing client base and they're constantly on the hunt. They don't give any of their, their current clients any love whatsoever. So connect and interact at every possible opportunity this is huge 
again, I go back to software. There's so many times you know, in the newsletters, there's so many ways that we connect. And I'm going to tell you a big one is events, local events and national events both. If you've got local events, well, you might be saying, well, man, we don't have any events in our local area. Maybe host one. Maybe get your detailers together. Maybe even, maybe, oh, you might be in the Midwest where everybody's all spread out. Southern California, we can be within 25 miles of each other, but a two-hour drive because of traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, so maybe do an uh, online Zoom and just introduce your guys' self and have these little these little committee meetings, you know. Um, do something like that. Um, business that focuses on customer engagement and focuses on value creation, not revenue extraction. I love that. Out of everything, I highlight yeah. that. Let me let me let me read that again. Businesses that focus on customer engagement are focused on value creation, not revenue extraction. Now, we all want to make a buck. And I do not blame any companies for 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 making a living. Matter of fact, I never argue about the value of something. I either see value in it or I don't. When I get a price on something, I either see value in it or don't. I, I'm not one to say, wow, that's not worth it. It might not be worth it to me. Or maybe I'm just not at that, that financial level quite yet to be able to afford that. Um, you know, is engaging with, we just, any facility, I mean, engaging with Arte is there was a time that I wouldn't have engaged, you know, but we have. Um, I've engaged, that was cheap. I, I engaged with a mentor years ago uh, for about five or six years down in, in Dallas, Texas. That was extremely expensive to engage with. Changed my life. Five years before that, I couldn't afford that. You know, it wasn't that it wasn't worth it. It wasn't that it was, I wasn't ready for it financially. I didn't have the means. But, but a, you know, a key part, a key part of that, right, was he engaged with you and you engaged with him. Right? Absolutely. It went both so, ways. You know, and, you know, we have a unique perspective too, right? So we have 175 members of the Detail Mafia, something like that. And it's really clear that the ones that engage the most with other people in the group are the ones that seem to find the most success in business. No lie. You can see it is that it's, and especially from where we're at, if you stand in, in, in our position and you look across the membership is that that's exactly it. And those that not only engage, those that offer offer return to people, meaning that people that they help people out, they're there for people. Those people seem to just, they're a notch above. And I think it's because of what a lot of what we're talking about right now is, is this engaging at all levels, 360 degrees is, is again. So if you look at it this way is you can look at, and when, when you go and I've been there guys, uh, listen, I remember, taking and talking to a particular customer. This was years ago. And I really wanted to sell them a stage two. I'm looking at their car. Um, it really, it was on the borderline of needing it, but I was pushing hard for it. Why was I pushing hard for it? I needed the money. And that little bit of desperation came across and I lost the sale. I lost the sale. Now that's happened to me probably a dozen times, maybe more. Is So I've been in that position. But the good news is the thousands of times it didn't happen where I realized that, hey, I'm going to give people good value, share with them what I can do, give them what they need versus what I need. And even if it's a lesser service, I'm going to build a long-term client out of that. When I had that, that type of mentality, boy, I built up a lot of long-term relationships. 
is that try to keep your customers out of your desperation for need for income is try to keep them away from that. And I remember being so desperate for, you know, the mortgages due. you know, the kids need the kid, the kids needed food, you know, the, that my insurance payment was due all these different, you know, I, it's, it's, I had a steamer go down. I had a polisher go down. I needed to place an order product. I remember all these positions of being in a tight spot. Just don't let your customers ever pick up on that. Yeah. Well, when they, when they know that you're paying attention to either what they asked for or what they need instead of what you want to sell them. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, let's wrap it up. We want to take in, uh, of course, thanks for uh, Team Double Black uh, for hosting this podcast. And like always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, and send us over an email. Let us know what we're doing. If this, if this, here's my challenge today, is that if this podcast has made a difference, send us a note. You can send it directly to Rennie at DetailingSuccess.com. Again, Rennie, R-E-N-N-Y at DetailingSuccess.com. Let us know how we're doing and uh, let us know if you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, Chris and I, we have one goal. Everybody asks, what are you guys going to do with this podcast? We really, this is it. Is It's about helping other people. Um, could we grow? Yeah, of course we want it to grow. That's our natural thing. But you know what we really like to do is just we want to know when we help people. So if we've helped you out with that, God, we'd love to hear your story. Share it with us. It's important. It's just between you, me, and Chris. Uh, but it makes me smile if we do know that we and Chris and I do talk about it. We get something. Mm-hmm. Chris will text me over and say, hey, look what we just got. And, you know, we get a lot of them. But I just want to I like to hear independent stories on how this impacted you. It really makes it worth the while. So we want to thank PNS for always backing us up. Chris, go out and have a good day. And uh, yep, you too. Is it supposed to be cool today down there or nice? Yeah, it's, war- it's warming up. It's yeah. it's supposed to be ten degrees warmer today than yesterday. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you might have to take and uh, you, you know make sure to put a sweater on when you go outside over those shorts and t-shirt. You know. Yeah, I will. Sun's warms you. Up, so <laughs> go down hanging out with the fine people at Venice Beach. How far away are you from Venice Beach? What's the drive like for Venice? Uh, it probably take me thirty to forty five minutes. Gotcha. Yeah, boy, is that a show? What? Yeah, I don't want. I don't go down there. No, I don't either. Let's yeah. <laughs> go down there. I was like. I'm going to catch something, you know, it's like, nope, that was enough. All right, man. Well, Hey, you guys have a great day. Enjoy and uh, happy detailing all God bless. We'll talk to you next time. We'll see you later. Thanks guys. Have a good day.